in all things we can give God the glory. And the word is clear that God's hope and his plan for us are good and of a great future. Mm-hmm. And so that is one verse that I really, really sort of hold on to, no matter what the challenge is. I'm like, okay, right, I know what God has said about me. My future is great. So whatever I'm going through, it's only for a season and I will do the con. Hello there. Welcome to Treasures and Truth Podcast. It's exciting to have you here. I am your host, Dr. Tokwe Keku. Everyone wants to feel happy but it's easy to lose hope and feel defeated in this chaotic world that's so full of problems. This podcast is all about helping you discover the hidden treasures in your trials so you can renew your confidence and live in freedom. So if you're going through a difficult season in life and need encouragement, you'll find support here. You've come to the right place. And today on the show, I've got a guest Uh, She is a wife, a mother of two adult daughters, and a grandmother. She was born in the United Kingdom and then returned to Nigeria at age six with her parents. She is currently a healthcare leader with the National Health Services in the United Kingdom. She has over 35 years of experience as a registered clinical pharmacist. She's also the founder of Prime Coaching and Consulting. And as a certified coach, she works with people to help transform their lives so that they can achieve their business, personal and professional goals. She is most importantly, a deep, a woman of deep faith. And so would you join me in welcoming to the show today, Mrs. Bola Shutubo. Bola, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much, um, Tokwe. If you don't mind, I'll call you Tokwe. I know you're Dr. Keku, but, you know, we're friends. I, yes. I yes. will call you Tokwe. Yes. Fantastic. Excellent. And you and I go way back, way back we to We go way back. So, <laughs> yeah, right. so feel free to do that. That's just, that's just good. So, Bola, as we get into the show, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Right, so there's so much to tell that I will try and keep it as brief as possible, but as well as be very specific. So okay. you do have our audience have an idea of who I am. As you rightly said, you know, um, I was born in the UK. And my parents were over here to study. They studied and had three of us and then went back to Nigeria. So growing up in Nigeria was very exciting. I mean, um, if I could relive my childhood, I would. I'm one of seven children. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents um, were actually, you know, being a large family, they were very benevolent to um, relatives, to people around them um, who were not even related to us. So I grew up in a big household and from a young age and um, learned the I suppose learnt the benefits of hard work. Uh-huh. <laughs> my mom my mom <laughs> delegated tasks. She was a real leader 
you know, how else could she manage her large household? Um, so that was my, you know, beginnings. I um, grew up in Lagos initially, mm-hmm. went to primary school and then moved to Ibadan, mm-hmm. where we both went to Queen's School. Yes, and, um, and that's where we met. That, that's where we met. Yes. The Queen's School was an experience on its own as well. We were young girls. We didn't realize at the time. Um, young girls of between 10 and maybe 17 living, living alone in a community where we had to help each other. So again, that instilled a sense of responsibility and accountability. Um, from there, I went on to study pharmacy at the University of Ife um, in Nigeria. And um, after that, I did my internship, National Youth Service, where we had to give back to our nation. And then I started working with the Ministry of Health, the Federal Ministry of Health. Uh, this was in that, Nigeria? This was in Nigeria. Okay. During, obviously, during uh, that time, I got married, had a young baby. And both my husband and I felt we wanted more. We wanted to experience the world, um, not just socially, but professionally as well. Mm-hmm. And hence the relocation to the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that in itself was a challenge. Um, but on reflection, I thank God that I had the upbringing I had because that was that had laid a good foundation for me. Mm-hmm. So... When I moved to the UK, I came first with a young daughter of seven months. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to sort of find my way and resettle, get a job, find somewhere to live Mm -hmm. and um, progress with my career. Um, Or rather, should I say, probably start again (laughs) my career pathway. So So, if I can can interject right here. So moving moving from Nigeria to the UK with a little baby and starting all over again. How did your earlier life, some of the things that you talked about, Queen's School and just living in Nigeria, how did some of that uh, prepare you for this relocation to the United Kingdom? I suppose one word that comes to mind is independence. Mm -hmm. Um, Working independently, autonomy, Mm -hmm. um, just my parents and the school system, the education we had in Queen's School, Mm -hmm. just preparing you Mm -hmm. for anything in life, really. And you probably remember in Queen's School, Queen's School is a girls' school. Mm -hmm. We were prepared for anything we had to be the best. If it was sports, we had to be the best. There was discipline, there was structure. I remember those days. (laughs) Yes. And there was that vision of, you know, having a vision, having a dream and being able to achieve that. So all that structure put in place and that sort of learning um, just prepared me without me knowing so it was a case of, okay, you're going to the UK, you've got, you know, you're relocating, you've got um, a young baby, actually life goes on and um, whatever challenge <laughs> that comes around the corner, yes. um, you're hitting it head on. 
But I must say that other people were influential as well. So having a network of friends, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and friends from, I think, I one that I've carried my friends along. I've never sort of um, um, caught ties with friends. So even though we haven't seen each other since we left Queen's School, yes. we've been in touch. Yes. Yeah. I, so, I remember your, your message to me on WhatsApp. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, those friends have kept me going. And wherever I am, wherever I've been or whatever I'm doing, I've found that I've had, whether it's a network of friends mm-hmm. or just one or two friends among my network or even a network of professional colleagues, Mm-hmm. I've been able to have that support. So building a network of support around you and seeking out the right support is important. Yeah. So 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 in in relocating to the um, United Kingdom, uh, you found that you needed the the skills from Nigeria. Kind of helped you to to settle down, and then surrounding yourself with that network of support was very yeah. crucial. And so uh, being a, a pharmacist, how did you manage with the balancing of professional life, uh, being a wife and a mother? It was hard. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would say that. I will acknowledge that because sometimes when you think about where you are now, what you have achieved, uh-huh. you think, yeah, you know, it was easy it wasn't easy there were challenges and you're quite right um the balance just finding that balance was tricky now whether i got it exactly right i don't know um but we had to we had um had to have childcare. um looking back it probably wasn't the really best of childcare, but it was what we could afford at the time so my um, daughter had to go to a child finder. I looked for work. Obviously, I couldn't work as a pharmacist at the time because I wasn't registered. So I worked as, um, as a technician. But in working as a technician, as a pharmacy technician in a hospital, again, I met up with friends um, that I had with colleagues who had become friends that we had worked together in Nigeria and also studied together in Nigeria. So again, that was a network that really supported me. We supported each other, really. Um, There were times when maybe some of us sort of um, babysat for each other. We studied together. Um, But also, most importantly, it was having my Christian faith and just knowing that, you know, my faith in Jesus mm-hmm. was a great foundation of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and that in all things, we can give God the glory. Mm-hmm. Um, the word is clear that God's hope and his plan for us are good and of a great future. Mm-hmm. And so that is one verse that I really, really sort of hold on to, no matter what the challenge is. I'm like, okay, right, I know what God has said about me. My future 
is great. So whatever I'm going through, it's only for a season and I will overcome. Oh, wow. That is profound. So in, in finding that balance, the two things that I, I can take from what you've just shared, uh, that, that having that network of support was important and finding that in finding that balance. And then secondly, your faith sustained you. And just being secure in who you are in Christ and knowing what God says about you, wow, that encouraged you to know that no matter what, I will overcome because this is who I am in Christ and this is what he says about me and I and, and as such, I will overcome. Wow, that is profound. And I think that's something that our listeners can take away. Whatever you may be going through today, um, just knowing that you are a child of God and he says that he has great plans for you, plans to give you a hope and a future and to then stand on that and to know that it's not going to be like this forever. There is hope and there is victory. Wow, that is profound. So now um, let's switch gears a little bit because you, you wear many hats. And I think, again, going back to Queen School days, prepared us to wear many hats. So you're a pharmacist, uh, you're a wife, a mother, a grandma, a pharmacist, and a coach. So tell me about your pharmacy uh, career a little bit and what do you love what do you love about being a pharmacist okay so um being a pharmacist is interesting um and i suppose a pharmacist it's not being pharmacy is a healthcare profession and it's a it's a caring profession it's science-based but it's a caring profession and we look after people um, through the study of medicine. And mm -hmm. um, coincidentally, my husband is a pharmacist as well. So, oh, um, <laughs> just to give a little bit of foundation so that yes. my husband is also a pharmacist and we co we own a community pharmacy as well. So, one day of the week or two days, we work together. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, yeah, so my journey as a pharmacist. Um, I started off in Nigeria working as a pharmacist, came over to the UK, had to do my conversion mm -hmm. exam and do my internship as well. So I've worked in hospital pharmacy, worked in community pharmacy, and I also have a, a sort of administrative role. So working in the NHS, um, working on policy, development, implementation of policy, development of guidelines and supporting um, other care professionals um, in terms of the delivery, the development and delivery of services. Um, my work as a pharmacist, I enjoy, what I enjoy a lot is the fact that we are problem solvers. We find solutions problems yeah. whichever whichever field of pharmacy you work in okay so if you're working in industrial pharmacy for example you are developing and manufacturing the drugs you are also a researcher researching and finding new 
development in terms of medicine. If you're working in community pharmacy, which is probably the most common type of pharmacy profession, that um, pathway of career that many members of the public would be familiar with, we are helping people to manage their healthcare conditions, you know, the chronic conditions. We're giving advice around medicines. We're helping people to understand their medicines and to use their medicines correctly. And then there are other common ailments whereby people will come into the pharmacy and they would ask for support or help around which medicines are best to use for whatever conditions, or they have conditions and they come to us and they just want to know what the conditions are and how they can treat the conditions. We're also involved in public health, that is, the prevention of common diseases of um, infectious diseases. Most importantly, in the last two years, we've played a frontline role in the COVID-19 pandemic. So with pharmacists being involved in vaccinating, um, enlightening the public around what COVID-19 is, how they can prevent um, infections, and if they do get infections, how um, we can keep ourselves safe and manage um, the symptoms or the signs of those of that infection. So, being a pharmacist is really exciting. The fact that you know I'm helping people to have a good, healthy life, and if they've got healthcare conditions, I can help them manage those healthcare conditions. I'm working with other healthcare professionals. So I enjoy my work very well, very much. I can, I can tell from the way you just, from what you just shared. So um, as a pharmacist, you're a problem solver. And I like how you, yeah. you went from whether you're doing research, whether you're in ma uh, manufacturing uh, um, drugs and medicines, all the way to community pharmacy you're helping people. You're helping people to solve problems. And so um, I know that you're also a coach. And so how does that translate? How did you get into coaching and how did this pharmacy uh, help with that or contribute to that? So I would say right from being a young girl, mm -hmm. I've always been supporting, mentoring. Mm -hmm. um, now I know it's mentoring. Then I didn't realize it was mentoring uh -huh. because I had so many younger ones um, behind me, younger siblings. Mm -hmm. I was always, always involved in teaching them, helping them. Um, and then in Queen's School, you know, we had to look after each other, look after the younger children. But I think in terms of mentoring, it really started when I um, started working as a pharmacy and pharmacist and helping and supporting the younger um, pharmacists um, um, coming along the way. And part of my roles and responsibilities was actually to develop teams. To um, I suppose train and um, the younger pharmacists, and um, just I just found myself, you know, 
becoming a mentor and people actually referring to me as a mentor. So I did a couple of um, masterclasses in becoming a mentor just to have a better understanding of actually what that responsibility is. And um, I sort of stumbled into coaching, I would say, um, probably later, very much later into um, into my career. And it was actually, I was recommended personal coaching at a time, at a very challenging time in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took up that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I benefited from it. And I sort of thought, actually, there's more to coaching than what I had experienced. So I did a little bit of research into it. And, um, Yes, I sort of fell in love with coaching and I realised that actually I would love to know more and do more around coaching because um, one of my passions is actually supporting people and enabling people um, to get the best, mm-hmm. to be the best that they can that be. They can be and, yes. yes, and really um, learning from my experience that actually, and yes, I... Maybe I made some mistakes or maybe there were some things I could have done better. So, you know, other people don't have to go through that. Mm-hmm. They need to learn from experience. Yeah. And if I'm able to support people yeah. to go through life or their challenges with a little bit more support, then I, you know, I would do that. And that's what led me to coaching. Good. So, so then this bring this brings me to a good uh, point to ask. So, what significant challenge? What's one significant challenge that you've overcome, and what lessons did you learn from it? What treasures did you find? I think it was mainly I, I significant challenges. There have been many, but I think. I would say it has been in the workplace and juggling family. And I think very earlier on, um, I had made a commitment to myself that, you know, the most important thing to me is my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there was anything that was going to prevent me from being a very good mother to my children and holding my marriage together being a wife then that is would be an obstacle and I would have to find a way of either getting rid of that obstacle or you know bypassing it one way or the other um and so the the, the significant challenge that comes to mind was um a particular job I had had and whereby um, it was just not um, giving me that time and opportunity and peace of mind to be that person I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and after much thought, much discussion with my um, husband and with friends, you know, my network, <laughs> my network, you know, one particular 
person within my network um, and praying. And I came to the decision that I had to leave that job. Um, leaving that job, giving me my notice, not having another job to go to mm -hmm. and having a mortgage, mm -hmm. having, I think one of my daughters was in university at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and just having all those financial challenges mm -hmm. and um, knowing that if I don't get another job, <laughs> I wouldn't have the finances coming in. Yes. But having that faith to say, actually, I can't put up with this. I need peace of mind. I need my sanity. I need to protect my family. And if I don't protect myself, I can't protect my family. Um, I, I had that. I came to a place where I had peace in my mind that I could leave that job. My life did not depend on it. Um, and so I gave him my notice. Um, it was a three month notice. I didn't have another job to go to. But before the end of that three month notice, I got a job. Wow. Wow. So that was, yeah. that was, um, that was faith on your part uh, to yeah. weigh the options. And I, I like the way you phrased that. So you always decided what's important to you. What's important to you was your family, the marriage, and then you have to work. And if they didn't align, uh, something had to give. It was not going to be your family. It was not going to be your, your marriage. And based on that, you made that decision uh, to, to say, this is not giving me peace of mind. I'm going to trust that. Again, going back to yeah. that verse you shared earlier, God has good plans for me. I'm going to Absolutely. trust that. And I'm going to Absolutely. step out. So from what I, I can hear, faith has been a big part of your journey. Oh, yeah. In guiding you and stewarding you and guiding your uh, your, your uh, decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So um, so as we, as we uh, are rounding up, share with us one or two things that, a piece of advice that you can give to our listeners so that after listening to your story of how you relocated to the United Kingdom, working as a pharmacist, as a wife, as a mother, as a grandmother, and all of the story that you've shared with us, give one piece of advice. If they find themselves in maybe a similar situation or something uh, related to that, What's one piece of advice that you can give to them that can help encourage them? Yes. So as I said, you know, my network of friends um, and professional colleagues is very important. At the beginning of my career, I didn't realise, um, I didn't realise that there was a sort of a profession or um, should I say, a structured approach to mentoring and coaching. Mm -hmm. And if there's one advice I will give to any young person who is stepping out, stepping out mm -hmm. into the work of, into the world of work, mm -hmm. I would say, get a mentor, get a coach. 
Now, in having a mentor, you don't necessarily have to stick to one mentor. One mentor. You can have different types of mentors. You can have mentors, people that will mentor you in terms of your personal life, in terms of your career, um, and even as a professional or wherever you are in terms of work, in the workplace, you might have different mentors for different um, sort of situations. Having a coach is also important. So I would say, you know, don't shy away from having a coach. Um, another advice I would say is people, you know, your family is key. So don't shy away from your relationships, your family, you know, it's very important. And above all, um, as a Christian, I would say your um, relationship with Christ is paramount. Um, don't shy away from that. Um, and I think um, with all that, you know, they all interlink because as a Christian, reading the Bible and listening or reading about the life of Christ, Christ was a great mentor. He was a great teacher and he was a great coach. Yeah. And so, you know, those themes, I think, and sort of bits of advice go a long way to helping us navigate the challenges of life. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing those nuggets. So those are the treasures. It's find a coach or a mentor, and you don't have to stick to one. You can find uh, two or more mentors. Um, family is important. So, mm -hmm. and then lastly, your relationship with God. We can't do this life alone. If there's anything I'm hearing and taking away from our conversation today is that we cannot do this life alone. We will have challenges, uh, but we can have support. Having a network of support is important. Uh, and yeah. out of that network, find a coach, find a mentor, find someone to, to support you. And then family is important. Uh, don't neglect your family. And lastly, Christ. He's our role yeah. model. So thank you again for uh, for coming on the show and sharing that with us. And so thank you very much. You're welcome. So how can people uh, connect with you? Where can they find you? Right. So I do have um, a website for my coaching. So my coaching organization is Prime Coaching and Consulting. Um, dot com. So if you just Google Prime Coaching and Consulting, then it will come up and you can um, email me through there. Alternatively, you can email me directly, bolasutiba at gmail.com. And, and also through the community pharmacy, and we do have a website, a to z pharmacy.co.uk. So any one of those. Um, and you can just Google my name and it will appear. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank, well, That's thank you. Useful. Thank you. And we will have those uh, links for you on the show notes as well. So, Boyla, thank you again for coming on the show today uh, and sharing your story with us, your fascinating story. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And so, hey, friends, thank you for being here on Treasures and Truth with Topper. 
I hope our time today inspires you to tap into your own treasures. We will have show notes at hiddentreasuresandriches.com. And if you like this podcast, can I ask you a favor? Please subscribe and also leave a rating and reviews to help this podcast get noticed. Thank you so much. And um, lastly, remember, um, God has answers. Whatever trials you're going through, whether it's relationship issues at home, at work, or any other crisis or challenges, God has answers and he Mm. loves you. So I look forward to seeing you again. Until next time, God bless.